What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. Are ready. Oh, we're gonna clap. We're gonna do the clap for the video. Okay. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> hello. I did it last time. You did. Too. Yes. Yeah. Every episode, Jess will start with hello. Yeah, my mom used to sing to us every morning. She does not have a beautiful voice. I'm sorry, mom, but she'd be like, hello, hello. <laughs> and I woke up every morning thinking I was in a Disney movie. So mm. there we go. There are worse ways to wake up, though. Depends know. on the Disney movie, <laughs> right? That's fair. Yes. Like Mulan, for sure. For sure. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We have a special guest on. If you're watching, you see that there's this additional human being with us. Say hello, Aaron. Hello, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to sing this entire episode. Yeah. Oh, Lord. As you know, I'm, I'm Dr. Mel. I'm Jess. And Ashley. And Aaron. And today, we are going to be discussing the gestation and creation process. And what it's like to birth new ideas, new beings, new, not beings. Well, I guess we could talk about <laughs> Jess is the only mom on I have given birth twice. <laughs> <laughs> Literal but, gestation. Yeah. We're talking about this from even an energetic perspective, not just human beings, but new versions of you, whether it's new ways of being in the world, ideas, businesses. We have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this, a lot of moms, a lot of women and men and however you identify. And this has been something that we've been jamming on being in the quote unquote new year. And we thought it would be a very powerful episode to talk about what it's like to be in the gestation as well as the creation and birthing process. And before we get into content, we're going to introduce Aaron, Dr. Aaron. Oops, don't bump the mic for a <laughs> We're still, still learning. Um, so Dr. Aaron, tell us a little bit about like why you're here in Minnesota. Yeah. So I just graduated chiropractic school. So to wrap up my requirements um, to become actually a doctor, I am spending my time with Dr. Mel and Ashley and the rest of the team, Jess, um, basically learning as much as I can before I like step out into the real world and start taking care of people. So the gestation process is very real for me mm -hmm. right now because, you know, wrapping up school and stepping into like a doctor role, like that's a death in it of itself and a creation mm -hmm. in and of itself. So yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Happy yeah. to be here. Excellent. Erin's awesome. She's been in the office with me for a little over a month now, and it's yeah. like really fantastic having her around. She's going to be an awesome, already is an awesome doctor, <laughs> but when she steps into her full role, it's going to be very wonderful to witness. Uh, so we wanted to bring Dr. Erin on because she's in a, a you know, as you said, beautifully, gestation, incubation, death, rebirth process. And we're going to share from our own perspectives today about what that's like for all of us. Because if you're a person in the world who is interested in human consciousness, as you grow and expand and evolve, there are going to be natural experiences of death. And you essentially recreate yourself. So, Erin, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about what that's been like for you and your experience in transitioning from student to doctor and what you're up to creating. Like, what are some of the challenges and experiences that you've faced thus far in this experience with us? Yeah. Talk I, right into the yeah. mic. Yeah. yeah. Kiss that microphone. With the microphone. Ooh, yes. Like, <laughs> I have gotten shocked on the lips already. <laughs> <laughs> the dry Minnesota weather. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I feel like stepping into like the doctor role and whatnot, like 
you're getting a whole new mindset and like finding yourself because when you've been a student for so long, there's so much um, self-care you've probably lacked, you know, like you're just in a go, go, go sort of period. And like, I want to start my own business. So like I'm creating something and there's like a sense of vulnerability too when you go into the world and, you know, you want to take care of people and like speak your truth and to, you know, create like an environment where you're reaching the masses, you know, and taking care of people and like they're excited to come to you. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting place to be. Very, very interesting place to be. And like, I'm someone who honestly have struggled like sharing my voice Mm -hmm. and so when you create a business like you are sharing your voice Mm -hmm. there's like such a deep vulnerability with that so it's a lot of Mm self-growth a lot (laughs) I put you on spot on yes like Erin would you like to share first on this podcast (laughs) I'm just gonna like put you in that growth zone yeah Yeah, I love and again I know that I know like I deeply know what you're Mm -hmm. moving through so there is this sense of like wow, I've been in this container of school, which can sometimes feel challenging, but safe Mm -hmm. all in the same time. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm like perceived as a doctor in the world. And like, there's this like thing that I've learned that I can impact. And yet there's parts of me that still, and I know you can speak to this a little bit, but I always felt there's still parts of me that were kind of like clinging on to like, yeah, but this is how it's been for so long. And now it's just like, poof, here you are. Like the the culture, the the schooling kind of just like spits you out. Thankfully you have this, like we yes. did not have this type of experience <laughs> of like business entrepreneurship mm-hmm. in our chiropractic school. And um, so like what have been some of the like main like challenges that you have had to, like if you were to deepen that answer, like level of vulnerability, yeah. what are some of the challenges that are like arising for you? probably just like trust myself, you know, and just being able to like share my voice and like do so in a very authentic way and not feeling like you have to fit into like a certain bubble. You see all like the trends, you know, Mm -hmm. on social media and like the conversations that people have. So there's a level of like wanting to appeal to that, which then makes me kind of close off again and go into like that protective nature. So it's just like having that authenticity, um, that that's one of the hardest things, right? Yeah. I think re- regardless of what you're creating and Aaron's obviously speaking to like entrepreneurship and I know Jess and Ashley can speak to this differently, but there is that level of like stepping into something new and what comes to mind is like, we have this imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like you've oh, never yes. done it. The term I was sitting <laughs> I, on. Oh yeah. 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 And like perfectionism. Like yes. you want to be perfect. Like whenever you create something, you want it to be like, Whole. And mm. even like doing the podcast, like you learn along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's having like uh, grace, right, for yourself that things won't be perfect when you first start, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and what? Not to whatever, but like, what the fuck is perfect? Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we There's doing with that? Bomb. Something um, really cool that somebody said to me is like, when you're starting your own business. There's this structure that society has created on like what we think it should look like to start a business, how we should put our voice out there when really it should be our creativity and our purpose and our passion that's driving how we develop and market our business. Right. Otherwise, why are you starting your own business? Like if you just want to do it like everybody else is doing it, then just go do it with someone else, right? Right. As opposed to having it be authentically you. Mm -hmm. Of course, some of those structures are there because they are successful ways of starting a business. But I get the authenticity part Mm -hmm. of it is like, how do I balance those good structures that exist for a reason and um, my creativity and my voice? It's like balancing the brain, the heart, right? Yeah. 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 The logic and the 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 creativity. What is the Greek like ethos versus logos versus? (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, I'm like going back to I cannot help you there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that dance of structure and creativity and when you think I I always like to relate concepts back to the birthing process like the actual gestation of something being created whether you're actually talking about physical creation of a human body and there's like set points and there's like this this structure in this womb that this little being grows into that gets to like feel safe in the container but it's such a beautiful creative process and so I'm curious if any of you like have 
you know, bumped up against those edges of like, I think it needs to be done this way or speaking more to like the perfectionism or the culture I think about is like, it needs to come out this way at this time. And there's like a pressure and like, that's something I felt, you know, Mm -hmm. the structure was there to start a business because, you know, you got to start paying rent, (laughs) but there's still like stepping into that authenticity and belief and being in the creative like flow of what it is you're doing. So any like thoughts or sparks with that? This kind of brings me back to something I heard last weekend, um, that when you're thinking about what your creative points are and what you want to do with your business, it's each of us has this pain point in the world where we see something and we're like, that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. And the reason it really bothers us is because we have the skill in some way to solve it. Mm-hmm. So like speak to your pain point and move into that. And like when you do that, what what you're doing, the action you're taking will start to like kind of unveil itself, kind of unroll itself. Um, I hope that was on topic of what you were saying. No, I had like, well, whether it was on topic or not, you just gave me like a whole body thing. Can you like, can you, yeah, did you see me have like a moment there? So when you said, when you see something in the world that really bothers you, uh, it bothers you because, will you say that one more time for me? Yeah, it I think I said it bothers you because in some way you have the skills to solve it. Yeah. Oh mm. man. Yeah. That like really, mm. that really landed for me. That's yeah. so on topic or yeah. not. I'm I like fan. felt that in my right. womb. I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And so when I heard that, you know, cause there's been struggles with getting my stuff going as a working outside of the medical system as a medical provider, mm. um, is like, what is my pain point? And my pain points, breaking patterns. I Mm. get really frustrated when I see people who aren't able to break out of patterns. Mm. And maybe that's because I don't have an addictive personality. I've never been one to just sit in a pattern and repeat it over and over again. Um, And so like, I need to look into that pain point and see what I'm doing and how I'm going to solve it for my clients. Mm. It makes me think about when we do see something like the void in the world Mm -hmm. that we know we can birth something that like fills that void. Yeah. It's that continuum of like giving birth to something again, energetic, metaphoric or real. There's like even pain and initiatory pain in that process, even new versions of you or new ways of being in the world. Like you're speaking to Aaron. And yet in that birth process, comes like so much joy and pleasure in the pain. Mm -hmm. Like again, whether it's a business or an idea or you're solving a problem in the world. um, And I know Ash, you can probably speak to this more of like the many versions of yourself that you've like (laughs) dismantled (laughs) and birthed. Um, But yeah, you just had me thinking just like something that I always think about is that pleasure pain spectrum, right? Of like, I see this gap in the world And I'm the one to like birth something new. And in that there's going to be an initiation and maybe some pain, but welcoming that, right? Like part of birth of anything is that like, this is fucking awesome. And it also is going to fucking suck. I mean, if you talk to a woman who has given birth, it it is like that. (laughs) It's like, why do I want to do that again? But like, it kind of felt good. I mean, there are women who have (laughs) orgasms while they're like in the birthing process because there's so much pressure and all that. But like, you can, and I'll speak to this a little bit later on mm-hmm. too, but like finding, it's kind of like the perceived stress mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Do I keep hearing this? Like it, I think what really did it for me when you were talking about when you first said it, why I had such a strong reaction was it's this idea that like I have those pain points, but I never really understood why I was having them. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, I could like, in, like I could feel that moment where I was like, oh, Cause I walk around with all of these, like, Oh, I, I want to do it this way. Or yeah. I think this should be like this. And like, it, it really like, I don't know, you know, you just flip a switch and then everything yeah. starts lining in. So I think to it, just to stop and speak to, um, like, like using you, you had a baby, you had two babies. Like, would you have gone through that if you don't get a bit, ba- like, would you just willingly be like, I'm just going to give labor, but get nothing. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, natural dopamine that's not not what you want to do so it's one of these ideas it's like why am I having the pain but like not stepping forward and and getting something out of it right Mm, so this is like a oh I like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are the gift that keeps on giving yeah you just sparked something in me a question so like when we think about the challenges that arise through a birth or gestational creation process how do you all discern like 
this is painful. This is hard. This is like stressful. And it's also rewarding because I see a lot of people where they hit that first road bump, that first challenge. And I, I will speak to like the entrepreneurship. All of us will share like what we're kind of birthing into the world right now. But for me, like obviously the podcast and different ways of being an entrepreneur and a leader, I see people, they want to create these new versions or really it's not even creating something new. It's like expanding into what you know is possible within yourself. And sometimes they see people hit the initial roadblock and they're like, fuck it, I give up. Like, I'm not meant for this. So I'm curious, how do you all discern that? Or how have you worked through that in your own being, in your own, like, quote unquote, labor pains, right? We're totally like meta in this episode. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, you all, one, maybe share what you, what it is specifically that you feel like you are gestating and birthing and creating in the world and how you've worked through some of those, like, labor pains. Ready to go. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I can go. I, Jess, I feel like your head is ready to grab. You got this. <laughs> so um, I think I, the easiest way to start is, so I don't, I don't, I have, I have grand, wonderful business ideas that are definitely still very much in the idea stage, not when we're working as a group too, uh -huh. and we'll definitely do episodes on that. Um, yes. But I think in, on this topic, what makes the most sense for me to talk about is a little bit more personal, but I also think really relatable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I have, there's a term called positive disintegration. It's oh. used a lot in the psychology space. It's a book and I don't, I, I, the author escapes me now. Don't go read it. It's it's like a slog, seriously. But, <laughs> but Here's just, a book, don't read it. Yeah, right. Just you can look up the term, like Google that, Cliff Notes. The book is a slog. Positive but, disintegration. Um, yes, so positive okay. disintegration. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's this, the idea that you have to break yourself down to build yourself up. So you're positive, like you're making a choice to essentially like really hit the bottom to go back for, um, to build back up. So there's this idea that I, I feel like I've done that a few times in my life when I thought a few of them were positive. They didn't end up being, they were just disintegrations. I was like, oh, that Ash was is a it. pro at this. Yeah. I was like, maybe not. I learned some lessons, so that's good. Um, but I definitely think one of the ones that comes up most is when I first started working with Dr. Mel, I was really like, you know, that was, it was, we talked a little bit in the previous episodes about how I was like, uh, what am I stepping into? Like, what kind of people am I There's hanging out resistance. with now? Yeah. There, there was, was some definitely labor some pain there. And so much so that I could see results. I was getting better physically. I was feeling better mentally, but I was having like an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was having a full on, like just would be sobbing, like, who the fuck am I becoming? Yeah. Like, what do I even believe now? I was so scared to become a certain kind of woman in the, in the culture, right? Because again, we talked about like, what do you feel being pressed down upon you from the outside? And I was so scared that I was going to be like labeled a particular kind of woman, you know, like that woo woo, you don't believe in science. Like you're, you know, <laughs> you're like just, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. idea where you're going to be <laughs> shamed essentially for just existing as you feel is appropriate to you. Um, and so really four months, I mean, I would just be like, even using terminology that we use now where we say things like about the universe or I feel things in my own body and mm. that's all natural to me now years later. But at the beginning, I would say something, resonate with it and then cry because I'd be like, oh God, who the fuck am I? Like, I don't want to do this, right? Yeah. So those pains that I was feeling were very real. There were other parts of me that were like, again, scared. They were scared just to let go, scared to step forward. Um, and again, now when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, I got a much more authentic, a much happier being out of that work. So I'm happy to have gone through it. I, again, I positively disintegrated myself to, to a more authentic me. And I think we're doing that small, like in a small way, a lot, like all the time, every day. Even. Well, your cells, like your cells literally die every day. Like, right. so then it's like after seven years, you're a completely new body. So it's like, who are you really? Right. I mean, are you the same person from day to day? I would hope not because yeah. your experience is if you're out there living your life, then you should feel differently. Um, but it was, it was a really dark time for me. I really thought, you know, pushing up against that. I was like, there were many times that I had the question, am I going the right way? Am I doing the right thing? Should I keep going? And you had asked the question, like, how do you kind of know the labor pains are mm -hmm. worth it? Honest answer is I didn't at the time. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it was just a feeling. I had no knowing, but it was yeah. a feeling of, I've already done this the way I did before. 
and it wasn't it wasn't working at all. And so, you know, let's let's push through this and see what the other side of it is. But it was also kind of giving myself permission, like, oh, I can be whoever I want to be right now. And if it doesn't work out, then I can just work on something else later, right? Like what's the real risk in this? And that's, I think, true for for anything that you're growing, building, gestating, like this idea that, well, even if you open a business, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that and heaven forbid something were to go wrong, but I bet you learned a bunch of lessons. I bet you, you know, I bet there's a positive way and now you can step into something else, right? So again, I don't have a lot of entrepreneurship experience, but I really think I do have a ton of who Ashley is upgrades. And I, and I hope that if somebody is sitting in a moment like that, where they're like maybe looking at becoming different or behaving different or picking up a new skill or hobby and they're worried, I I just want to be like, what's the worst that happens? You could change your identity at any time with a decision, Mm -hmm. with something that you love. You can, you don't have to be committed to being one person for your whole life. That's very freeing, at least to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm just stating on <laughs> everything you said. Um, I feel like what you spoke to in the knowing in your body, I, what I saw within you was also like you had a lot of quote unquote doulas around you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you have, I know, I mean, you guys have heard and know of Scott, some of you. So having doulas around you can be very, very powerful in that like death and rebirth process of yourself and knowing like you're in this safe container. That's what I thought it was like, you were definitely in like a dark little womb. (laughs) I really (laughs) was. I really was. I mean, people will say, oh, you don't remember before the age of four, but like your body does, Mm -hmm. right? And there are people who have like rebirthing experiences or memories from the womb in their body. And sometimes when you choose like, ashed it on like a healing process and a self rebirthing process like you're gonna have some somatic memories emerge and so having that really supportive container of people of strategies which we'll get into like what has really worked for us in that gestation rebirth creation process Um, but I just you were just prompting in my mind the doulaship that is so fucking powerful like it almost brings me to tears like remembering all the doulas I had around me when I birthed Inspire Life and now it's like, oh, look at Project Lioness. Like, <laughs> wow, this was like way fucking easier than like Inspire Life because I thought I had to do it alone. So I like what you're speaking to is yeah. like also what I'm hearing too is like you you don't have to do it alone and that choosing it and knowing this in your body can be supported knowing that you're not alone. I feel like I, I, have, I missed out on a, a really key part of that. If I was trying to change, if I was just seeing you for adjustments, and had no other like people around me holding space for me to to grow, to change, there's almost, there's a lot less of a chance that I would have stuck through the difficult times. But like you, you were always inspirational to me. I mean, you always were a person that was just showing up and being, I'm going to cry, damn it. You were just always showing up and being like, hey, I see greatness within you. You you spoke to something that I was essentially shying away from that I couldn't believe myself and you held that space so beautifully, but you were also authentically living it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, there's a powerful, beautiful woman out here. Like she's just living it. She doesn't give a damn, you know, like she's just <laughs> out here living her damn life. And I could, I could do a version of that that fits me. And that would be so, so much better than not stepping into it. So again, when I hit those pain points, what kept me going was just the idea that there was some, there were people, like you said, my doulas were out mm-hmm. here saying like, we got you, Ashley, like you can do this, breathe, right? Like, let's go. I'm, so. I'm bleeding right now. So the fact that you guys are crying, even though I'm like, I am emotionally touched by this. I can't look at either of you. <laughs> and every time that either of you says doula, I just imagine Ashley like laying on the floor with like these doulas around her and Ashley's holding the old mirror and she's like, I'm crowning and all the doulas are like, yeah. You're doing it. She's like birthing it herself, but all these doulas are there. And so that's just the that's visual a fucking I just trippy, kept Like birthing yourself, I'm like your own this. head is coming out of your yeah. vagina. I'm <laughs> She's good. If you're just listening, Ashley's wearing like all white and is yes. like totally calling in some angelic energy. And oh, I'm like man. crying over here because there's been so many moments that Ashley has allowed me to like really allow part, even just this fucking week, dude, like parts mm-hmm. of me to just die and burn away. Mm-hmm. And like, 
you have just been there for me so much, like, uh, like equally. And oh. I like, hope you feel that, um, again, cause we work together, we don't work <laughs> for each other. Um, and it's just, yeah, I'm just getting like chills and I'm just, I'm so grateful. Um, podcast over no, I'm just <laughs> and done. Boom. No, we're still here. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thank you for holding space. But I think that just shows, too, it's such a beautiful exchange, right, of energy. When one person's healing, it heals collectively. Yes. So yeah. it's not just Ashley's experience, Ooh. but it's everyone's experience. Mm. I got chills. Ooh, mm. dropping the <laughs> mic, Erin. Yeah, and it's negative four degrees, but I got chills because of <laughs> what you said, not because I'm cold. Well, uh, is, like, sorry, no, you go, Jess. You go. Okay. You go. <laughs> nope. no, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> um, yeah, you spoke to something really powerful that when we can – when we can be surrounded by people in there and we were talking about this in our like secret episodes in the office that happened between now Ashley and myself and Aaron over lunch where we don't have the mics. We were, I was sharing that when we can be in our own power and not overpower, but like authentically expressing who we are, it allows other people to sink into that themselves. Even if it's just a degree deeper where then that gives them through proxy by proxy through entanglement permission to do the same yeah and that's something that I know we hold in our office that anyone who walks through these doors we are deeply holding the space of possibility because we're we're fucking doing it right 100%. right and that could be as simple as I love using this example because it's so powerful to me personally like just wearing the clothes you want to wear Mm-hmm. And we'll, someone will see you and be like, holy shit, I would love to dress that way. Well, that person did it. I could just do it, right? Like, that's so personal to me. Like, I have a little bit of a larger body. And so when I see women just out there, like, showing off their little, I like to call it chub. I think it's an affectionate term. So if that's offensive, I'm sorry. I think it's cute. Um, then this but, is not the podcast for you. <laughs> right, 100%. Um, but, like, just, like, wearing, you know, showing a little chub out and having the cute crop top. And I'm like, shit, okay. Yeah. Like, just own your body, right? And that permission that somebody just living authentically lets you, lets people around you, you just emanate a, a feeling that is un- irresistible to other people. It's a pattern break. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. see people living authentically, it's a pattern break because mm. they're like a glitch in the matrix. It is a glitch in the matrix, but I'm going to go with patterns because that's where <laughs> I've been sitting for the last like week and a half is like, what am I going to do with these patterns that I recognize? <laughs> but um, no, when you see people living authentically and building their business authentically, it's a pattern break. Yeah. It's it stops people where they are and it also creates resistance against what you're doing but it also is a reminder for people who are receptive to it of like okay I guess I can kind of do what I want to do too I can make what I want to be alive to be alive Mm. yeah I can birth that version of myself not not necessarily through mimicry or copying but like hey and I think y'all do a really great job and of asking like higher quality questions of like, what would that be like for me to express that version? Like Ash wore a really like hot suit this week um, in the (laughs) office and it was like coral and just fucking bright. It was magical. She brought spring into the office. Yeah, she brought spring (laughs) and now it's negative 20. Um, My bad. Put the suit back on (laughs) as we're all in like white and black and tan. Um, But it, I forgot what I was saying. It's gone. (laughs) Magical suit in the office. Maybe I can bring it, no. She's yep, looking at me yep, like, nope. Yep, it's luteal phase. It's all right. <laughs> when it comes to you, it will be time. That's right. Into oh, it scene. just, um, it allows you to ask the question of like, what would that be like for me to be fully expressed, to be authentic, to own that part of me that wants to wear that color? Like yeah. I thought about even this this morning. I'm, I'm, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing a hat and I didn't even question because I know the people around me, like they're not going to judge me. And I felt like wearing this hat. I was like, this is the the vibe I want to rock today in winter. It's, it's like a, basically a California Coachella hat, but I was like, (laughs) I'm going to wear this because this is how I, this is what I'm feeling today. And I feel, you know, like I wanted to express that. So yeah. Yeah. When I think of asking high quality questions, um, a really good way about going about doing that is, recognizing any judgment you might have and when you see somebody who is breaking a pattern who is standing out to you in any way and not punishing yourself for having judgment because you need judgment to stay alive you Mm -hmm. have to have discernment you have to have judgment it's a survival instinct um and instead of saying like 
this is bad, say like, why do I feel this sense of judgment about it? Mm. And that will lead you into curiosity. And curiosity is where you can solve problems and yeah. break break patterns. Yes. Yeah, yeah. patterns. Patterns. Yeah. That's the creative. If you think about the parts of the brain, right? Dr. Aaron, correct me because you're <laughs> freshly out of school. You know, left side, logical, mm-hmm. numbers, reasoning, more black and white, right side, creative. So the questions that you ask can actually prompt that side of the brain, especially if you're in a phase of your life right now where you, you do feel like you're birthing something new intentionally, um, whether it's you, a project. So I'm curious, you know, all of us, as we identify in the world as, as women, like what have you found to be supportive in like, you know, having a menstrual cycle and maybe feeling those moments of like, oh, I'm birthing this thing, but now I'm bleeding. And now I feel, this is something that I have had to really retrain my brain is if I'm birthing, for example, this podcast, I was supposed to release Project Linus in 2020 mm. and it had a long gestational period <laughs> And I've said this in previous episodes because I believe that the right people weren't here yet. And so how do y'all really work through maybe some of those like self-judgment or emotions of like, oh, I should be doing this because the culture says it should be this time, but really maybe there's just more gestation that's needed. How do you work through that? Before we go into that, because it is a really good question. I want to go back to the question you asked before that Ashley answered. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because I do want to touch on something I think that will lead into that. Cool. Um, also, is, this is not a linear podcast. This is not a linear <laughs> podcast. Going back and forth in time and space. Um, but uh, something that Ashley was getting into, and you probably see can see more clearly now that you're recognizing sensations in your body, like mm-hmm. when you're making a decision that's not going to work out or when yeah. it is going to work out. And like coming, if you're going to be starting your own business or whatever the creationist side of it is, really feed into your mental and physical health first. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I started doing that, especially when I started understanding the role of cortisol and stress in my body, mm-hmm. Um, it was easier for me to tap into what I call intuition or my knowing. And it's, um, I talk about the third eye a lot. It's the third eye is access between like the universe and your body. It's Mm -hmm. kind of deciphering what's happening within and around, Mm -hmm. um, our neuro, what is it? Neuroception essentially. And, um, but yeah, so familiarize yourself with that, get yourself healthy so that you can sense into things like, is this working out? And, th- and then you also have the memory part of it. It's mm-hmm. like, it didn't work out that time and this is what I felt and I feel this similar sensation and so maybe I need to pull back or I need to reassess. But like getting really familiar with your physical and mental health. Yeah. yeah. Well, and going off of that too, it's like, are you making decisions based off of a scarcity sort of mindset or abundance sort of mindset? Yeah. And like to feel what it would feel like, I think Mel, you're talking about this, to actually like do something authentically or what does it feel like to have reached those goals? Like, what does that feel like in my physiology if I were to be in that moment? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like your just energy heightens. Like there's <laughs> like, there's no way it can't, right? right when you start yeah. thinking about that rather than like, I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah. You get into a much like energy rich yeah. environment. They're yeah. just built off each other, like base level yes. and then physical and then... And even your posture, Erin, when you said, like, I have to, like, you curled in. So even not just, like, our mind frames, Mm -hmm. but, like, our emotional set points, which your emotional baseline, like, your emotional regulation will will grow in the constant rebirthing of yourself, for sure. (laughs) Um, But, like, your what I'm hearing also is embodiment. And a lot of this podcast is about how can you lead through being embodied and not just like doing and being so mental. Cause we put a lot of value on like logical intelligence and knowing and like mindset. But I love one of my mentors, Dr. Brian talks about um, if you have mindset, but you don't have embodiment, you're basically not getting like the programs installed into the hardware right? It's just these like programs running around, but you're not actually absorbing it and feeling it and operating from an embodied place where you can create out of an abundant physiology mm-hmm. versus as you're speaking to cortisol, adrenaline. And when your neurology is processing that way and your biology is expressing those stress hormones, fight or flight, right? Trauma response, whatever you create from that state will be of the essence of that. Right. And it, you know, cortisol can serve and adrenaline can serve when you're starting something new. I mean, you probably like women who are actually giving birth, like 
they're rushing like neurochemistry like crazy. And if you're doing that all the time, anything you're creating can be from a place of like less than ideal longevity, well, less yeah, than it's ideal just not sustainability. sustainability. It's yes. 100% Boom. not sustainable. That's yeah. the word. I like what you're touching on, I think too, is important to note, like some people you see are really successful at this go, go, go. I'm doing this all the time mentality. And that's great. But once, first of all, don't compare because comparison is what, Jeff? The thief of... what? What's my name? Jeff or Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, gosh! Sorry. Jeff. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> we did this last time. We did do this <laughs> last Fucking time. Jeff Bauer. Okay. Um, Jeff Comparison Bauer. is the thief of joy. 100%, yeah. right? So don't do that. But also, back on track. <laughs> Jess. Um, <laughs> so there's this idea that you... Once you look at you're comparing, you're like, oh, I should do this too. Mm -hmm. I should be going all the time. What you don't see is the background. How physically healthy do they feel? What are they feeling like when they wake up in the morning? How yeah. happy are they really? And not their like social media portrayal of happiness, but yep. what is their real inner life like? Because mm -hmm. again, if you're, even if you are one of those people that are able to just like keep going, you will eventually not to be able to sustain that. And then you'll probably lose a little bit more than if you had maybe taken it slower, respected your body, listened to what actually felt decent for you. Yep. Yep. And then that kind of bleeds into the question that you asked, mm -hmm. like honoring your cycle too. Like I was trying to go, go, go when I was bleeding and <laughs> I wasn't productive, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And then I started like shame myself Saying, well, I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it. And then I just took a step back and I said, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then I was ovulating and then I was so productive and things were yep. just magically happening for me. Not magically yep. because I just had more energy available, right. you know, yeah. so it's honoring that. On my way here, I stopped and I got soup. I also got a cornbread muffin and I was like, why am I eating a cornbread muffin? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Soon after my period is over and I am starting my next phase, I am not going to need food at all. I will sustain myself off of creativity and ideas. So <laughs> it's okay that right now I am deeply hungry and want this cornbread muffin. Right. And there, and again, like <laughs> it's, you ask the question, which is okay. It's, it's good yeah. to ask the question, yeah. but what you don't want to do is a lot of people say, Oh, why am I eating this? Yeah. And then like the, the yeah. phrase, the tone that you take uh -huh. is, is almost as important as the words that you use. Yeah. So I think it's like, Giving, Aaron, you touched on this earlier, giving grace, mm -hmm. right? Like where you have to extend grace to yourself, especially as a woman, but men, y'all get tired too. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> yeah. like, it's not like y'all don't ever work yourself too hard 100%. and you end up crashing. Yeah. So, you know, both sexes need to take a step back and recognize like going all the time is one, not sustainable and two, nobody even likes to do it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even feel good. And then you end up shaming yourself and it's just not, it's not a way that is going to work out in the long term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't feel good. And eventually there's going to be a crash and then there's going to be payment due for yeah. the crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's in what we're all speaking to, I think what I'm hearing is like one tuning into your cycles, tuning into those patterns within yourself, taking a observer perspective, knowing like this phase of my cycle or this, whatever is temporary. Also looking at what patterns are in the culture that, you know, maybe have just been passed on and it's kind of this mantra of like, well, it's always the way we've done it. And mm -hmm. it's like, but does that have to be the way that we do it into the future? Right. If we're going to create something that's more sustainable, if we're going to create something that's more joy filled, then perhaps there's old patterns in ourselves that we've adopted even subconsciously that just need to fucking die. Right. Um, so what I'm hearing as far as working through the creation gestation process is one like knowing your cycles, which there's going to be a lot more conversations about that in Project Lioness. That's a big, big thematic to looking at yourself in the culture, not of the culture, but in it. Mm -hmm. And like what actually resonates with you? What doesn't resonate with you? What's a pattern that maybe you've picked up just because you witnessed it? Does it actually align with you? And having that, having that grace, having that understanding that this is, this is temporary. And I think for me, when I've looked at those moments, cause I'm like recovering perfectionist, recovering ultra achiever, like grace is just like, <sighs> like you can mm. almost like feel it in your cells and just I just kiss the microphone <laughs> <laughs> and like for me I feel actually that breath like in my womb just like oh and when I create that space in my body and my cells with that breath and with that grace I don't know for me what has come up and I'm curious your guys' thoughts like 
when, what if I give myself grace and like, I, I lose access to the creativity, mm. right? I use access, I lose access to productivity. Like, so I just have to be on all the time. So I'm curious, Ashley's smiling at me. Like <laughs> I have, I have thought. <laughs> I do. Well, I spent, um, I think we've touched base on this a little bit, but I spent a lot of time sick, bedridden, um, not able to have, I didn't for years of my life have access to energy. Um, so those weird windows of time where I would like wake up and feel, um, I don't, healthy is not the word at the time, but but better than I would normally feel. I would be like, oh, I have to, I have to fucking go. I have to do everything because <laughs> right this candle's now. gonna burn out, right? Because I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna have access to this. And that did at the time I didn't realize it, but it didn't serve at all, right? What happened was I actually ended up having less energy. I probably ended up being like spending the energy, the health that I did have in that moment, like that, instead of just like feeling into it, honoring it, like letting myself build back up. So I deeply understand that fear of what if I'm like this forever? Even now when I get, like when I am bleeding, when I actually have my period, I get scared because I'm like, oh shit, I am really tired. And I get like shameful to myself, like, oh, am I going to be this way forever? Mm-hmm. What if I'm, there those questions of, first of all, like, you know, um, what's that like hyper intense language that forever, never, always like that's never going to be good anyhow. Right. So, but that fear is really real. Um, but what I learned is that I have more sustainable energy when I fill myself up, when I care for myself, when I allow myself to rest, when I am tired, and then also recognize that there is no shame in being tired. Mm. There is no shame in not having as much energy as the people around you mm-hmm. at any given time. What you need to worry about is how you feel, how you take care of yourself, and what you can do for you. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned is that you're not, again, it's not a comparison. And you're also going to get further when you give back to yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a question for you, Mel. So when you, I'm the exact opposite. I'm not a recovering perfectionist. Um, because <laughs> That's why we're here together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like mine was like fear of failure, won't push myself because I don't want to even put out the chance of failure. Mm. So I would always hold myself back. Mm. Um, but when you allowed yourself to... Um, kind of move past that do you feel like you had greater feeling like greater sensations Mm. when you say move past you mean move past like the pattern of like always needing to go yeah the yeah and like yeah the pattern of always needing to go the pattern of perfectionist like hyper driven um you're still very driven (laughs) driven than most people that I know but more driven than most people that I know but I'm wondering when that went away or kind of faded, what filled or integrated. Yeah. Yeah, I want to integrate it. What filled the space? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say for me, like the tone of anger and frustration and resentment, because I think a lot of my like desire to achieve was seeking validation. And in that not hitting my goals or perfectionism, there was a lot of like self anger, self judgment, self like essentially sabotage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what dropped out was like less anger, less frustration. And I think if I sense into it, yeah, just I think more sensation to the emotions that I was like actually really wanting Mm. in the achievement, which is kind of trippy, right? Right. It's like, oh, I want joy. I want ease. I want playfulness. And I mean, y'all, like I was like athlete at the age of five and it was basically like soccer athletics every single day I mean straight A student but there was always this undertone of like anger Mm. driving that like someone please fucking see me and now I feel like as I've like settled it's been more like I would say playfulness comes online which is thank you for asking that question yeah because you were like when I lose that am I gonna lose a creation but like I feel like when you lose that what you're gaining is more access to you exactly entirely and that's where you can create from Mm. that's beautiful that's cool that's a good question So to wrap up this episode, is there anything else in y'all's minds percolating that would feel good to speak to, to our audience when it comes to like owning your own creation process, owning your own gestation, owning your own like conscious death process. Maybe we'll do another episode on like just death. That would like not, well, we could talk about like real death, but death of self. Is there anything else that's like there to speak to when it comes to honoring your rhythms and your creation and strategies to support that in whatever you're creating in the world? 
I have some thoughts. And this is a little bit more scientific than meta or whatever. We like science. Um, And I talked about this a couple of times because it's really important. If you are a woman who is starting a creation process of any kind, you need to understand cortisol in your body. You, there are so many other things like your nervous system is really important too. But when we're talking about cortisol, cortisol, you know, we have patterns of it throughout the day. It's under, it's important to understand how it works because if you schedule your more stressful activities that you have to get done in the morning, mm-hmm. your cortisol will increase in the morning and then decrease at night. And you're going to have better sleep. You're going to have better adrenal health, which means your hormones are going to be better. Your periods are going to be better. All of that. So as a woman starting a business, something I really wish I had focused on before is cortisol health and like really understanding the patterns and the role cortisol plays in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's super important. And I noticed the same thing too. Like that's essentially the advice that was given to me by my naturopath about my cortisol because I was the opposite when I went in for labs. So it was like, (laughs) Hey, no cortisol in the morning. It was mega low. And then I, you know, I go to sleep at the same time every night. I wake up at the same time every morning, but I was sleeping terribly and I didn't really understand what was going on. And she said the exact same thing. Do a bunch of things in the morning, like get yourself going and you'll start producing at a different time. So even if you, you are noticing that you're hearing Jess say that and go, gosh, um, it sounds like me, like I'm not, I'm having the opposite effect that I want. Really do plan your mornings heavy um, and then really give yourself time. It takes time. Don't do it one day and then go, that didn't work. <laughs> right. It takes time. Um, Cortisol will peak at about 10 a.m. for yeah. women. Usually it's a little bit higher for men, like right away in the morning. So just so you all know, like we did this podcast at 11 a.m. ish. And uh, I'd say, I mean, I feel, I feel sustainably good with energy, but yes, like knowing that. Keep going, Ash. Um, I think the other thing I was going to just touch on is like summing up a lot of what I said already in this episode, there's no right or wrong way to create a thing, to do a thing, to be a person, right? And I know that all of you out there inherently know that, but sometimes it's just really nice to hear from another human being. What you want to bring to the world, the gifts that you have are beautiful and wonderful and they don't need to come out like anybody else's gifts. And if they look kind of close to someone else's gifts, that's cool too. Like we, there are billions of people on this planet and we need lots of people out there living their most authentic selves. Like I think I have a quote on our website, something along the lines of, the best thing you can do for the planet is to just be who you authentically are, period. Mm. So that's solid. That's solid. Thank you. Mm. How about you, Erin? Dr. Erin. Yes. I think even like Ashley talked about this beautifully of, you know, coming home to yourself and giving space for that creation of like more an authentic identity. And even if you're creating a business, most business problems are personal problems. So Mm -hmm. you will never go wrong with like focusing inwardly first, first and foremost, my goodness, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and like, as I am business planning, it's more of a mirror, mirror reflection back to like, what can I do as an individual to be my most authentic self? So the business and the product and all that, that I create is more authentic and sustainable long-term and not just something that's there to appease other people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you want to attract the people that are meant to be in your life. Right. And you can only do that if you're operating at a frequency of vibration that is authentic to you. So go inward. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to create something that like, if you're like this worked for somebody else, I want to try and create that too, but it's not your like pain Mm -hmm. point. It's not meant for you. It's not authentic. You're not going to have success with it. So cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honoring your biology as you two are speaking to going going inward. And sometimes that if you've never, quote unquote, gone inward, um, there can be some turbulence. So get some doulas yeah. around <laughs> you, um, get some flight attendants. And, and a mirror. Uh, a mirror for your crown. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> the uh, conscious death and rebirth uh, me- toolkit oh. downloaded in the links. Just kidding. Not um, yet. Anyway, not yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'll share my thought on this, which will be a teaser into another episode that we'll talk about as far as aligning with your biology. But one of the things that's been so powerful for me as an entrepreneur and a leader and a practitioner and a coach and all the hats that I wear is being okay with giving myself white space in the calendar. And wow. I still 
I still have to work on that. Ashley will often be like, girl, your fucking calendar is stacked tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, and that can be scary. Like if you're someone who has lived in a chaotic environment, your nervous system may be calibrated to hyperactivation. Mm-hmm. And so I would recommend reading Call of the Wild by Kimberly Ann Johnson. Um, Ashley teaches a lot on this. I teach a lot on this. We all teach just teaches in her program, but learning how to recalibrate your central nervous system, which means you have to be okay with giving yourself spaciousness, Mm -hmm. which can feel fucking scary, which is a version of going inward. But the more you titrate that into your days, even if it's just half an hour of just like sitting and breathing or going for a walk or even just do nothing, like give yourself space and don't plan anything that. I promise you will amplify your creative juices will amplify. Cause if you think of like the womb space, right? It's just this like vacuum of space, like your sacral energy, your solar plexus. So something that I focus on is sure I will stack days in the week, but then I will subset that with days like Sundays where there's nothing on my calendar. And now I like really look forward to sinking into that knowing as Ash spoke to honoring those rhythms and planning it with my cycle and being like, all right, I know Sunday is going to be like a total rest day. So that Monday, which is usually our fullest day, I can be on, but not hyperactive on of like, I feel stressed. Like I just feel on and alive because I know that I've created those set points of like, now I just get to be. Yes. So that would be my recommendation is like challenge your nervous system to like, see what it's like to have spaciousness and like, what's your relationship to space? That's why like the pandemic was so scary, right? Because we had so much space. Yeah. That's when a lot of my healing happened was pandemic. Word. (laughs) I said, oh no. Drinking increased and Mm -hmm. like with that space, people didn't know what to do with it. Totally. Like some people really healed with it and then other people really struggled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Anything else, lionesses? I think we nailed it. We nailed it. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, whether you are watching us in our plant jungle or listening to us. We appreciate you tuning in, and we hope you are gaining value from these episodes. So, again, we are here in supporting you and guiding you towards reclaiming your power, inspiring you to pursue your purpose, and ultimately inviting you to play all out in life. This is Project Linus. See ya. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for joining the Project Lioness podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Lioness message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.